Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. His name is Anthony Sane. You should know him. He's the tribal chief of Grizz, Twitter founder of Asylum Media Group, and co-host of Grind Season, which we hope you're listening to twice per week. It's an Odyssey podcast. You can get it there or wherever you get your podcast. You can follow my brother Anthony at Sane Asylum. He joins us like he does every Friday. Gracious enough to do that. Saying uh, we'll talk about Grizzlies getting back after mm-hmm. tonight, trying to end this four-game skid tonight at Minnesota. We'll do that here in a second. But just your thoughts on where the city is, what's transpired in this Tyree Nichols case. Um, obviously, a lot's happened since we last talked to mm-hmm. you. We haven't we haven't talked to you publicly about this. Just w- what you're feeling, and 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 I'll go ahead and throw it on. What you're expecting tonight after um, the video comes I'll out. say this first. I don't I don't expect nearly as much as we're preparing for. And that's fine. It's not it's never a problem to to, to over prepare. Under preparing for something like this would be the worst case scenario. Um I don't think the fact that these guys are have been convicted, they've been let go, and it doesn't seem like the city's putting up any resistance to cooperate as far as discipline is concerned. Um I think that factors in. I think the fact that these are black men that did this to another black man um, that people won't be as outraged uh, when they see the actual video as well. Um, I, I heard y'all talking about that. I think there's something that's undeniable <clears throat> about the whole situation. Not saying that this is an excuse. I don't want that to come off. But I think the fact that, that, it's, that it is uh, black, pe- black police officers that committed the crime, it will have an effect as far as um, outrage. And like, we, like I said, the fact that they've been convicted, I think that's a big deal as well. I, I, don't, really, I don't really expect anything major to happen. Some people... All they need is an excuse to do stupid mm-hmm. stuff. So you will see some of that. But I don't think it's going to be something where um, it's going to be anything major. It's <clears throat> it's an extremely sad situation anytime the people that are um, paid and appointed to um, serve and protect you fail in that area and do the complete opposite. So it's it's always a sad situation. I haven't looked too much into um, the backstory of, of Tyree or anything like that. But um, none of that really matters, you know what I mean? Because um, it's still somebody who died who didn't deserve to die. And I don't know what he did. Uh, why, I, I really even, haven't even looked into it as far as what he got pulled over for. I heard it was something simple. but well, He said reckless driving. Right. C.J. Davis has come out and said that that appears not to be the case right. at all. None, none of that matters because, um, you know, we grew up in a time where people like to say just comply and all those type of things. We have to remember that a police officer's job is to serve and protect and to bring people to justice, not to play executioner, especially. And these type of situations is always um, a super disgusting thing to say. That needs uh, it needs remedy, it needs resolution for sure, man. Like when you look at, um, and I was I was talking to a friend of mine 
um, the other day who's a pretty influential person in the city. And they were saying that one of the biggest issues is <clears throat> with the the poverty level and low income, low resources in the city of Memphis, a job being a police officer is, <laughs> you know, you got guys who go from working at Amazon or working at the Fed to now they're police officers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just like applying for any normal job. And there's limited training. And you got guys who might not have been the best character guys before they were police officers. And being a police officer should be a job that you are a, a you're called to, where you feel like you have a responsibility to the city. Not just, you're supposed to serve and protect, not, you know, just go to work and get a check. Like, it's not that type of situation. It's not supposed mm-hmm. to be that type of situation. And you got people who, and, and the bigger issue to me is that we're throwing police at a problem in the city instead of actually dealing with the, the problem. They're just throwing more police at it, and you're hiring more inexperienced officers to, like I said, throw police at the problem. And you get these type of things where people's character is terrible. And guys and, and guys are going from, you know, working in a warehouse environment or going and working wherever, and, oh, now I'm a cop. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what other super important job can you do that in? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I can't just go up and say, man, you know what? Um, I think th- I think that um, – the law, I think the law should be better. You know, I, I'm going to go apply and be a lawyer tomorrow. Or I'm going to go be a doctor. I, you know, I, I don't like how my grandmother's brain surgery went. Let me go be a surgeon tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't. Yes. But you can, I can turn around right now and say, I'm going to be a cop. And it's, in six months, Anthony Sane is a police officer. Like, it should, be, it should be the best of the best. You should be paying the best of the best well. And I think, there, I think that I'm not trying to fix the, I'm not trying to give a, a city hall meeting with this. But I also think that one of the bigger problems is, Police officers don't have any involvement in the cities that they police outside of their job. Like, there's no, you don't see police officers being a part of the community. I'm not going to, I think they should live where they serve, like in that neighborhood. I think that would fix a lot of stuff if, if, if they really could understand the culture and the climate of where, of where they're serving. But do something, whether it's community events, basketball games, volunteering with youth groups, churches, whatever you're doing. I think that that should be part of your responsibility, whether it's something is paid or just a requirement of your job, that you should know. Because I think the police officer job is a very important role in the in the ecosystem of the city, mm-hmm. and it just can't be some guy getting a check. And it's just too much of that happening because we're throwing police at a problem instead of really just dealing with the problem. You are the father of a nine-year-old mm-hmm. black son named Gabe. Mm-hmm. Do you discuss this with him? Is it something you will? And, and how is that is that important in – and if so, mm-hmm. how will you? What, I, what will I you tell him? I have not discussed this particular situation with him because it's no different than what we've been seeing other than the color of the officers. You know what I mean? We, this same thing with police officers going over the line is not a new situation. And I remember a few years ago during the pandemic when stuff was going on, um, he, was, uh, he saw people getting pulled over, and he started talking about that. He saw me get pulled over, started saying stuff like that. And But he's... Like I said, this isn't this isn't a new road. This isn't a first time trip for black boys. You know, I've had this. I've had these conversations when he was way too young to be talking to him about it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you have to always continue to talk to him about. So it's not anything new. I'm just praying for my city, man, and just ho- hoping that everything will go well. I don't think anything. You're gonna have something, but I don't think it's gonna be like you wake up and it's World War Three in in Memphis tonight. So, uh, but I'm not upset that we're preparing that way either way. So, does it does it not blow your mind that? Because it does for me that this happened with, like, there was no talk of, oh, no body camera footage. It was off. Like, it was mm-hmm. on. It was very much on. Mm-hmm. We're going to see it. 
that blows my mind that this still happened even with that. Yeah, it, it's it's really sad, man. But when people are sick, logic doesn't really matter. Like we we often too too often too often times in life we try to uh, rationalize the mind of a madman. You know what I mean? And that's not always. It never makes sense. You can't make sense of everything. So uh, when people aren't in their right mind, they might do anything, man. So I'm I'm not surprised of of how ugly and how nasty this could possibly be. Is is is, is you, you know you mentioned like doing more things in the community. Mm-hmm. Like do you, is do you think that is the that is the heart of the problem that there is a disconnect? nobody knows anybody right like like you do you know your neighbors? Kind of. <laughs> do you know yours? Like. When I was a kid, man, I knew my entire street like ten houses down, going yeah. both ways. You know what no, I mean? No, no, I think that's I think that's a and good that point. And that kind of stuff matters, man. Like, and we think it doesn't. And we we've, we've all arrived. We're all doing well in life. We're right. doing okay. But the fact that we don't know each other that matters. And back and if you got police officers where, um, if if some kid, if some black kid or some black teenager is out and he's doing something, you pull him over. He's like. You know, Steven, what are you doing? Oh, man, my bad, John. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what exactly, mean? exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's naturally, it, it, the way it's set up is oh, naturally I, oh, adversarial. I, yeah, I know this kid is having a bad day. Or I know he right. didn't do that. What are you exactly doing? Right. Like your parents are so-and-so. And you're out here. Exactly right. All right, I'm going to call your dad. Oh, don't call my dad. You know, whatever. It, it, it can be that type of stuff. My brother was telling the situation where um, he got pulled over. My brother's like, works in PR now and has worked with the president, vice president, all these people. And he was telling the situation where he got in trouble in school. And he was able to have a man-to-man conversation with the police, with the police officer because it was just a different day. Yep. Like he, the police officers knew the kids in the neighborhood. Yep. These guys were just hired to go police the city, and they get off work and they go home, and oh, I can't stand these people. And it's like there's no connection. If if we could get that connection back, not just on a police level, just on a person-to-person level, period. Because yep. nobody nobody knows their neighbors, man. And if and if sometimes like. When people say, "Oh, I'm scared to go and so on and so," I'm scared to be in this neighborhood. Yeah, I can. I'm a living witness, bro. That simply speaking to that dude that looks shaky, ends a lot of the lends a lot of the fear because you'll see he's a person just like you, and he might be as scared as you as you are of him. I didn't understand. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I didn't understand the dynamic until I was, you know, probably a teenager. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've gotten pulled over being white mm-hmm. driving, and I've gotten pulled over as a passenger with a brother driving, mm-hmm. and it's anecdotal. You know what I'm saying? It's just one story. Right. But bro, I cannot even. I cannot even. I mean, it was ten degrees of of the difference in the no, way yeah, that I was. I mean, I got. I had to come out as the pastor. I had to come out of the car. We weren't even doing anything, right? right. He was just. They just followed us out of a gas. I had to come out of a out of car. They pat me down. They assumed that I was buying weed from him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And then when I get pulled over as I'm driving by myself, it's like. All right, benefit of the doubt. Right. Have a great day. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But like to, to have experienced, like it's this is not just a a, a myth. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's a real thing. Like it's out here happening, and it happened to to Tyree mm-hmm. Nichols. Right. You know, and I, again, maybe there's more details that we don't know. I yeah. don't know. Our our facts on this case are just so incomplete. Yeah. But but man, this is out, and it's been happening, and and that's why I think yeah. like nothing. Would surprise me tonight. I mean, I hope it does not happen because Justin was served. But people are tired, and so nothing yeah. would surprise me. Are you gonna watch this video? I really don't have a. I don't. I think it'll be unavoidable. I'm sure I'll see some glimpse of it on my timeline or somewhere on the news or something. I don't. I'm not gonna go searching for it. Though. Like I don't. I don't have any desire to go look for it. That's that's another thing too, man. Like everybody's talking about 
I'm glad you asked that too, because everybody's talking about, man, when people see this video, they're gonna go crazy. Man, we are so desensitized to stuff at this point, man. Are we really gonna be that phased by what we see? Because we we watch so much crazy stuff, whether oh, it's, I think it's movies, television. I think I think it will, but it's like we we have such a lust and desire to see wild stuff, man. It's like how long would it really? How long would the outrage really last? Is is something I'm wondering. Like I said, I'm I'm da- I'm down for the the. I heard the uh, the dispatch and even the dispatch mm. was pretty chaotic. For real, I mean, I think yeah, I think it's going to be a really it's hard. Gonna, it's going to be hard to watch. Yeah, which is why I won't be watching. But yeah. Do you think? Do you think the average person needs to see it? No. Why would they, Why would you need to see it? Like if it was well, because a lot of people probably like they don't like to uh, you know. Believe that this mm-hmm. is happening. The average person, right? Well, the average black person need to see it because that's yeah. that's an everyday fear of ours. White people knock yourself out. If y'all want to watch it, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with. It. I, I, there's no, no I, I don't see why anybody black would want to watch that at all. Yeah, you know I mean, so well we, because there's a, you are you know mm-hmm. we've lived that and yeah. had stories of that passed down to us forever, and it's not. And just because it's you know black people in this particular situation who did this to this man, it doesn't. The, the the police system and you know people of authority have done have, that's happened to us throughout history. So it's, but don't it's you, nothing new. Don't you think that? And, and maybe I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. don't you think that the average white person benefits from this veil of ignorance that like seeing this video and hearing mm-hmm. what's going down in this video could remove and 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 maybe get people thinking about it in a totally different way? I don't know. I don't know if it will because like I said, this it's not the first and won't be the last time this happens. So I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of where I'm at. Yeah, hopefully we're not discussing yeah. this again anytime soon. Especially not this you're close you're to right, home. it won't be the last. Yeah, especially not this close to home, though. Right. Um, Grizzlies tonight. They're at Minnesota. It does feel unimportant at this point. Yeah. Because uh, we don't need any more escapes. No. I hate to hear people say this. We need to escape from all this. No, we don't. <laughs> it's not. We so, need to deal with this. It's not, it's, it's not an escape. It's just yeah. something that's happening while the rest of the right. world, you know, world spins. Uh, how, how concerned are you? I've got a little bit of a gauge on our podcast. Oh, it, very it, much. It, on this Friday, still morning, mm-hmm. how concerned are you about the Grizzlies having lost four straight? I'm concerned for sure, man, because it's like every team with a pulse in the West is is giving us what we giving us what we don't want for sure. Like we came out saying we're not worried about the West, and okay, we're not worried about the West, but Every team in the West has heard you say that, has handled you since you said that. You know what I mean? Like it. And it's, that's not a good place to be, man. And um, there are teams around you who, who who did certain things and are doing certain things and will do certain things to continue to be better. And it's getting to the point where we can look very arrogant and wrong come the end of the season. I'm I'm down for we need to make some type of move. Just I don't, I don't think going into the playoffs as constructed, sure you get Danny Green. I'm a big Danny Green component. Been been talking about Danny Green when we first picked him up. Like, hey, that's a guy who can help you off the court and come. I was thinking, you know, March or April before we see him, or May even before we see him. But seeing him in February is going to be a a big addition. I understand that, but we still there's still some things about this team that don't really make sense. One thing I talk about all the time: the biggest conundrum is how good Stephen Adams has to be for this team to be good. That is not an ideal situation that, that you need Steven Adams as much as you do, that you need his offensive rebounding, you need his toughness. Let's just get some guys that can make those shots. Maybe you mm-hmm. won't need Steven Adams to get, grab misses as much and, and give us another chance to score. Um, I, I'm, I'm, being, I'm joking around, of course, but it, that, is a, that is a conundrum. That's not a good place to be because Steven Adams is not supposed to be this much of a factor in what you're doing, especially when we've seen uh, times in the playoffs where he can't play. 
Right. He couldn't play against Minnesota. You know what I mean? And even against Golden State, who slowed it down a little bit, Kevon Looney was still working us you know, on the boards anyway. Um, I think we need more guys that can knock down shots. Seeing guys like Zaire Williams go 0 for 7 or 6, whatever he did, Dylan Brooks shooting horribly from 3. We need more guys that can knock down shots to make. Because if, if, you, if you don't have Adams on the court to set screens for Ja, you, need, you have to have guys in the perimeter that can knock down shots to give them lanes to the basket. Because it's, it's just the whole Steven Adams thing can really be a problem soon. You know what I mean? So um, the, the fact that he's gone for the next three to five weeks is, is a really tough conundrum for sure. Yeah, so is that, I mean, is that Beasley? I don't know. I mean, do you like it? Ain't, him as it ain't a John Conchar and Zaire Williams right now. No, it's it the, ain't. Is the uh, I think Saints down there ready to go big. Who you? Like you name? keep yeah. Take a swing. because he's ready to win now. He Are wants to win the title box? this season. If, ready to go yard. If OG Ananobi is available, and we're talking about, I don't want to give three picks instead of two, or whatever. That is crazy to me. Because I'm like, if you if you can add that guy to what you have. And you and you're you don't, that sold on. I do. You, I like the fit. I think you, other teams are going to bid more. Maybe that's what, what I'm saying. If, 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 who would bid more? Who's really got more? Who's actually contending? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't. It, you know, you got some. Maybe New Orleans could, could throw a lot at him. Who sure. they, they, they are they giving up on Brandon Ingram? I don't know what they. No, nah, they would I don't think they would have to do all that. You don't I, think so? I think Toronto wants picks more than anything. I, mean, I just feel like that's too much repetition down there, though, with Ingram and yeah. Zion and CJ and. You know, then you they add got OG. a lot of they got a lot of There's mini OGs out there anyway. Yeah, Herb Jones. I guess you would send him off. Yeah, and I hate to say this, I know y'all probably get mad, but not now because y'all are kind of down on him too. But if there's if there's a Dylan Brooks for OG trade, hey, give me a give me a Canadian catchphrase to throw right there. <laughs> well, it is like I don't know, I don't know one, but if there's I, one, you know, it's crazy. Whatever means we'll holler at you. Because we were talking about this yesterday. Me and Jason came in here last week. We we did a whole open on Dylan. Like, man, mm-hmm. you can't get rid of that dude. You've had the game winning block against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You can't get rid of that dude. And then, like, he's just been terrible every game since. It's like yeah. you can't – you can never plant your flag on Dylan because, yeah. like, he'll just do the opposite. And just like I said with the Steven Adams stuff, yes, it's great that Steven Adams is an, is an elite-level offensive rebounder. But the fact that he has to be that because we're missing so many shots, yep. that's not a good thing. That's like, right. Dylan does a lot of great stuff, but – yep. There, yeah, Dylan got the game winner. He got the block at the end of the game, which is tremendous. I jumped out of the couch and ran around the house when we beat Cleveland. But yep. there was a couple of Dylan Brooks plays that led up to reason why we were only why we were down one, yeah. up only up one. Well, to your the point, game, then, so. can this not be a chance for a silver lining in the fact that you have to do something now with him without him with him off the floor? I, get use Jaron in other mm-hmm. ways, like use your bigs in other ways, where if this forces you now mm-hmm. to move on. I think I think that a few weeks ago when we were all holding hands and excited that we were getting a different version of Dylan, it looked good. And we were thinking, yeah, there's no way they're not going to sign Dylan this summer. That was all, Jason. I don't, I don't think that's his green light. I don't think that's his flashing go as it was a few weeks ago. I think there is more of a possibility that Dylan won't be here this summer. And I think just to let him walk would be criminal. You know what I mean? It will yeah. just be like you're talking about a guy I mean, who's got definite He's not value. playing well right now at all, man. Yeah, yeah. I, was t- I was talking about Steven Adams off the floor, oh. which was a different question. Y'all mm-hmm. went back to Dylan. What are you I, saying about Adams? I was talking about with Steven Adams, your conundrum. You're, ta- you're talking mm-hmm. about how you – It's tough, man. He shouldn't be this important guy, should knock down shots. I said that, that this could, to your point, be a silver lining that you have to do something. Oh, else. yeah. You have to get Jaron more yeah. involved as a – you know, th- those kinds of mm-hmm. things. Get it figured out without him like you had it figured out in the playoffs last year when, right. he, when you were pulling him off the floor. Yeah, and they, they have to do – It forces you. They have to do more, man, because when I saw – to your point, when I saw Adams go down, and then it was like, okay, they're going to start Tillman. I was like, man, y'all are like super unserious, bro. Like, I mean, just do Jaron and 
uh, Santi, which is the what everybody everybody's calling for. It's a yeah. matchup nightmare. It gets you two shooters on the court in your in your front line. You're gonna lose a lot with Adams anyway. You can't replace what Adams does with Tillman. You can't replace what Adams does with Clark. So just go Adams. I mean, just go Jaron and Santi. Agree. And they're just like that type Barely of stuff. Barely got any of it last game. Yeah, just do it because that could be if Jaron and Santi works. That could be a you tremendous front court in the future. New, yeah. yeah, it changes everything if those two guys can work together, and it, and you create new lanes for Job because you've got guys on the outside that are super versatile, can knock yep. down shots, can take you off the dribble, both can defend the rim. Uh, that's where I'm at as far as that goes. But yeah, it's I don't know, man. The way the way that they do stuff, just the fact that they rolled Tillman out their first game, it's like that that alone just showed me like y'all y'all are not trying to take advantage of this situation. So. Um. How how much hope do you hold out for Daddy Green? Um, I'm about I'm about seventy something percent confident that he'll be good. Like we'll we'll see. Like oh man, like this can really work. Like he'll get. See, he needs to. People, the thing was okay when we first got him. I was like, oh, he could play, he could play the Conchar role where he gets like ten minutes a game, which was Jitty's role last year, like the ten minutes a guy, game guy. Man, he might have to be in the. You know, backup role like he's some. He's either a two or a three coming out the bench, like Zaire, more like yeah. Zaire's. Yeah, because I I hate that that's where we are with him, but that's where we are with him because Zaire and Zaire, the plan was this. You would have thought this summer that Zaire, they were planning that Zaire would take a jump in some combination of of Conchar plus one of the rookies we acquired, whether that's Laravia or Roddy, will be your wings, and none of that has happened. Zaire hasn't stepped up. Conchar has been awful the last few few weeks. I feel like he's done, and yeah, because he's he's like feels like he's totally out of rotation now. Plus, yeah. I know he has a, some well, he's concussed. Stuff. Yeah, and then well, uh, hey, does he have a concussion? <laughs> does he? Could the brain injury just be sorry? Could that be what it is? I mean, regression. Yeah, yeah, something, <laughs> some condition going on there. Hurt feelings or something. And yeah. um, and neither neither Roddy or Laravia have proven to be a rotation player. So right. They're looking. They're looking like Danny Green might be the best guy coming off the bench in a wing spot now, which is not where you want it to be, at all. So I mean, you could do worse though. I mean, it could be yeah, Zaire Williams. <laughs> you know, I mean, poor Zaire. I, 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 the yeah, com- y'all been whipping. The him. comparison I made was uh, to him, and it's the you know not nearly as high as stakes, mm-hmm. but James Wiseman with the Warriors. Like the yeah. timelines don't match up. Yeah, they need Zaire to be ready. Yeah, we need him to be good sooner than he is going. Because there are to be guys ready. that are his age and younger that were drafted after him that are good. A yeah. guy asked me like, name a guy. Like, you really want me to name guys that are right. better than Zaire? Yeah, he was drafted at ten. Yeah, you want me to start? Really want me to yeah, name no, guys? I, I think he needs to go to like uh, Houston or something and just like just be terrible. Just play. And, hey, I'm gonna yeah. say this too. I said this on my podcast. And they said I was crazy. They argued with me this morning. I'm gonna say this on the radio too. Do not tell me. That if Cam Reddish had oh, the same opportunity Lord. that Zaire Williams has, that he would still be Cam Reddish. Don't don't do that to me, man. Cam is ba- Cam is a better player than Zaire. If we dra- if we drafted Cam Reddish and put him through the hand holding, coddling stuff we do with all our players we're trying to develop, he would not be the Cam Reddish you see being squandered in New York. Zaire Williams is the greatest. He's a way better talent than are, uh, Zaire. Are you, you going to put a new brain in Cam? That's what you're going to do. Uh, you're going to change now, his now basketball. That man's stupid. That man's stupid. And they see, see, that's what, Z- see, Zaire Williams is the that. Grizzlies version Zaire's of Jaden s- Hardaway. <laughs> y'all, y'all keep this when this he kid is. turns it around. He is. Exactly John Moran is, believes bro, in bro gets, bro is out there doing cardio. Hey, don't let the Michael y'all Cole. You. The Michael Cole will call in and argue about uh, Zaire. He's like he's a, he's a marvelous side of uh, a. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you got to oh, hit. He your, loves Zaire, bro. You got to hit your wagon to a different one. He's bro. a mom. He's a mom. He's a marvelous side. You got to you hit your wagon to a different one, dog. Oh man, that man said he's Jaden Hardaway. Man, it's, it's foul, bro. It's, it's for this team, bro. He'd be out there missing threes. Like, <laughs> 
He's the Donnell Mack of the Grizzlies. Donnell Mack made threes, bro. Yeah, did he really, though? Yeah, Donnell Mack. I'm just saying, oh, Jaden Harley out there getting 15 minutes a game, he'll finish with zero. Bro, I'm not making excuses for Zaire no more, man. I, he's a like, top 10 at, pick. At all, bro. Yeah. Like, you've, like, people are like, oh, he was hurt. Man, he's been, he, he's been back for like two months, man. And we're still acting like Zaire is like, come on, man. No. Yeah, I think Jason. Y'all wrong. Jason, Y'all being a little too heavy handed right now. Do like, not tell me. The, if, if, do not tell me. We drafted Cam Reddish and said, dude, we're going to give you every opportunity to succeed. Go hoop. What Cam Reddish it? would be way better than what Zion. Was this the 2021 draft? Yes, he's the same age as Zion. You, uh, you the, the Grizzlies are the only organization in the NBA that can properly develop a kid, man. What? It, because it we give, we give guys every opportunity to succeed. Like Trey Murphy. Look at Trey Murphy. He was drafted 17th. Bro, you, you telling me. I that, said it should have took him that day. That if we got Cam Reddish. You tell me we got Cam Reddish instead of John Concha, that Cam Reddish is going to be worse than John Concha? Well, no, yeah. well, no, that's a different conversation. Not even close. Both but look at all the opportunities so. we give guys like John Concha. I mean, if you look at the majority of the top ten, bro, the majority of them are either awesome or on the track to be. Cade, Jalen Green, Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy, Jonathan Kaminga had 20 the other night, Franz Wagner there in Orlando. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only busts that I see are Zaire Williams, Davion Mitchell, and maybe Jalen Suggs. So 70% of the top 10 was was like lit, and you bro, were on the 30% don't, side. Don't, now, it does give me. I mean, it does drop off after that, though. James Booknight, what, I don't have, is he even playing? Primo is out here, you know, masturbating. Hey, free, job, free job's Primo, though. Actually, what I take him on my team right now. Stop. <laughs> you take anybody, fool. A warm body to replace Contra and Zaire. Primo. That's all. Josh, man, come on, street. man. Josh Primo, man. He, he got problems. He got to do some therapy. Hey, that's cool. Oh, Chris Duarte would have been a good one. He's pretty good. Don't get me started, bro. Don't, don't act like Zaire is this man. Anyway. And, were, I, and I'm pro Zaire, bro, but it's like don't well, don't act like somebody else is giving them it. same opportunities wouldn't have been great here, bro. Yeah, it he, is, see, now y'all got me on my house, man, because I'm, I'm looking at like, like don't tell me that if that you wouldn't rather have Rui Hachimura and Cam Reddish on this roster than Zaire Williams and John Concha. But y'all are lying. That, but is that, You're is, lying. That, is that a choice? Is that a choice you that could have been made? You could have did that and kept Zaire. You could have traded uh, your boy LaRavia and got uh, Rui Hachimura. Well, I'd have done that for sure. I think we're getting a little bit too arrogant, bro, with these, like, average dudes we get, like, for real. Like, them guys at the end of our bench are not – them dudes, if Zaire Williams was drafted by the Atlanta Hawks and then traded to the New York Knicks right. paying for uh, uh, Budenheiser – not Budenheiser. Um, the Knicks Tibbs. Tibbs. If he was traded to yeah. pay for Coach Tibbs, he would be, wor- he would be Cam Reddish. <laughs> you mean, like, in terms of, like, how they hate him? He'd be Cam a slick – Bro, all star. It's all situational, though. It's situational. Like all this stuff matters, bro. Where you are, how, how that team views you, how right. they develop you, that stuff matters, bro. Cam Reddish went to Atlanta. Atlanta said, "Screw the young players. You're gonna go get some vets." Yeah. They got Cam about it. He went to New York, mm-hmm. playing for Coach Tibbs, who hate young players too. If you had Cam Reddish in a place like Memphis, where he would be developed, he would not be the same dude you see in New York. I know. Bones you- Highland was 26 to that draft. I mean, y'all better stop. You'd like to bring in Jamario Rivers. <laughs> Oh, crazy. He might self. be better than. Uh, yeah, he'd be better than Zaire and Contra, according yeah, I, to you. I, if I were betting it, I would bet against him being a, a serious rotation player for the Ooh. Grizzlies. Zaire. Bro, if Zaire Williams him. played in another team, he would not be Zaire Williams, bro. You would not be hearing his name. Because when, when, he when he, he would he'd be at the G League. When he first got here, he was terrible. Right. And the Grizzlies kept playing him, kept yep. playing him, kept playing him until he yep. got better and he was good well, last year. I can't. Be, you don't get those opportunities well, in other teams. You bro. can't be too hard on the Grizzlies because they have drafted so well. I mean, Desmond and Santi at the end of the first round, I mean, that's. That's wild. Yeah. They do reserve the right to miss occasionally. 
Somebody I mean, just texted me. I don't even know what this is. They said, I'm listening to you now. Zaire shot 39% from the field on 13 points per game his senior year of high school. He ain't never been good. Well, I saw Cam Reddish be one of the best players in the country in high school. Yeah. I saw this. Yeah. Don't tell me that if you gave that dude the same opportunity, he well, wouldn't be they, uh, good. You got to find out who that is. You got to find out. This, How did Cam do an all-star voting? So what? He got, did he get your vote? He got, he got Sade's vote. I'm just saying. Who? Cam Reddish. No, he, he, got, right he, got, he got your fan vote. No, but I took I took John Conchar's nickname away. I stopped calling that man Jitty. Like, you you too trash for me to call you a nickname. You, uh, you're getting Jonathan, whatever your middle name is. His Conchard. government name. Yeah. What happened? Is it just because the role got to, the role increased and, and we saw more of him? I don't know. I've heard somebody say that he got that he might have got the big head a little bit. Oh, stop. Based on what? When the last time you seen him get a 10-rebound game? Or even, like, play hard. Yeah, he got paid a little bit. Yeah, I think he kind of got a little carried away. Might have. Yeah, I think, understandable. I think what Hey, ha- y'all, the whole city on me an apology for him, too, man. Because y'all used to lambast me. I used to listen to Jeff call me out almost every day about giving John Conchar a hard time. Conchar was definitely. I need the whole city to say right now. Let down your show. windows and say, John Conchar, sorry. I want to hear it in the studio. Yeah, that was never. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want everybody in the city to roll down the windows. As many people know, I have a, a, an uncanny ability to evaluate white players. Yeah, white American players. And John Conchar just never made the cut for me. You know? He just did. And I, I came on air and I apologized. I was like, yeah, I was wrong. That dude can play. Yeah. Man, trash. Anyway. He, he he just, I think what happened is the role got a little bit too big, too big for his one. ability. You know, he, that's what I was telling Jason. Like, it's easy to look good in six minutes a game. Mm-hmm. You come in, hit a couple shots, get yeah. a couple rebounds. Yeah, he's shooting 40 something percent on two attempts <laughs> yeah. a game. But when you get sh- him 10 attempts. He's, yeah. hey, look how many oh. shots that is. Yeah, but when your minutes go up by, like, you know, three and a three half. Three and a half. Yeah, 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 you get sorry. Like, <laughs> It's not, it's not oh, so, man, the extra three minutes. Hey, he still only has two rebounds. Yeah, you exactly. know? Come on, man. <laughs> Don't tell me Cam Reddish would be that sorry. Hey, man. real quick before we get you out of here, man, on, the, on to the sorry team in town. <laughs> uh, Penny, Penny Hardaway just won his 100th game last night. Shout out, man. How about that? Where, we, we were discussing this off the air. Like, where is he at as far as? All time, I'm sure he's up there. In whatever. percentage, in in terms of winning percentage, I don't yeah. have like uh, I do not have like fastest to 100. Where is yeah, it? I don't have that. I'm I'm really efforting to. Yeah, get I was surprised that. that the school didn't have a number on that in, yeah, the, in the release. Hey, no, that he was second or third fastest from so many. Yeah, they, he got to be up there. Yeah, but I believe he is uh, he is fourth or fifth all time in winning percentage at just under 67. percent Okay. Yeah, he is uh, he is fifth, 68. percent Hey, you know who who's I'm about, to, I'm about to bump somebody up, man. Y'all writing this down? What's today's date? Today's the uh, 27th. I'm about to bump somebody on that team out of the sorry uh, role. Okay. The skinny dude. It's uh, a lot with of the braids in his head. The, I think his name is Keontae Kennedy. Yeah, Keontae. Welcome yeah. aboard. Come on over, Keontae. Get who, out, get out of the like sorry Keontae pal. now. Bring that man out of the sorry pal, man. Who, does he, who does he join? Uh, <laughs> sorry, just Kendrick? Is it just Kendrick? Kendrick and part of, the, of DeAndre Williams. All right. Is I, it? I'll, I'll, I'll come on over, Kendrick. I'll allow yeah. it. Yeah, the, come the, on over, man. Welcome. Welcome, son. Yeah. Things are looking up. They are. Same bringing over more Tigers. Yep. That that has all the makings of a run now. We have three We have three Two players. and a half dudes. Yeah, two sorry. and a half in the not sorry pile. That sounds like a Sweet 16 run. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I will say this. You get all three not to be sorry at the same time. Hey, if them folks <laughs> That's get, a team, man. How many you need? If them folks play Alabama in the second round. It's over. I'm, Alabama I'm, getting up out of here. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. This is Penny Hardaway's best start in conference. It is. This is I told y'all this is going to be his best team, bro, but they're just not good players. Like, now I'm going to tell you who the sorry dude. I hope his mom and dad ain't listen. I hope he ain't listen. I'm going to tell you the sorry dude on the team. Uh-oh. Uh, well, that, I think oh, you just is. gave it away. Y'all might want to go to commercial. No, no, he ain't local. Okay, good. That's fine. Uh, I know who it is. 
that number zero dude, McCadden. Oh, come on, that dude bro. is cheeks, man. I, he is not worse than bro, KO. Every time I cut, a, whoa, every time whoa, I cut whoa. the game on, I don't watch a lot of Tiger games. I watch them pieces of. Them. Every time I like flip back, that dude is mishandling the pass <laughs> or bumbling the rebound. Like man, get this booty dude up out of here, man. <laughs> Hey, now, hold on now. Elijah to the McCaddens, I apologize. Elijah, to the McFadden. He's playing relatively well. I'm not well talking about y'all. I said McCadden, that McFadden. Shout out to Scooter McFadden. Derek McFadden. No, y'all them. I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about McCadden. That dude is. He did cheeks. have 18 against UCF. Okay, what does he do? I, I've he seen does the every time thing. I cut on, like if it's crucial, like if it's like a tight game, I'll see, I'll see KD break a dude down. And his, his defender come over. He'll pass it to that dude. He fumbling with the pass. I like, mean, get this dude up out of here, bro. He's not the worst player on the team. He the worst dude I've seen. To the McCann family, I apologize. Demario Franklin might be the worst player on the team. Oh, because y'all hyped him up. K.O. was the worst player on the team. No, nah, that Franklin dude, like as far as hype goes, that was a dude like, man, you think we're about a week away, man, about a week away. <laughs> man, sorry, it's it's it was anticipation. <laughs> hey, and he said he was the third best player. Uh, I think we're about to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> heard an update. Uh, his, we calm his coach, down. His coach yeah. had a meeting with uh, like, oh, okay. <laughs> Like I don't understand why. Sorry I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why the coach at UIC was just man, like, all right, all right, like, we'll see you, bro. We, <laughs> take it easy, man. Like, we wish you the best, man. That dude, sorry. Yeah, he had two games. Hey, uh, I told you I went to uh, Cozy Corner and like the whole team was in there. I thought I was about to get my ass whipped. I told y'all about that. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.